Khalid Ali, the screening room editor at Medical Humanities Journal. Uh, I'm very pleased to be reporting from Edinburgh International Film Festival from the 15th to the 26th of June 2016. I have the pleasure and honor of uh, having here with me today Melissa Kent directly from LA with her uh, directorial debut, Bernie and Rebecca. Uh, Melissa, it's great to have you here. Uh, can you introduce yourself and talk, talk to us about your film? Absolutely, it's lovely to be here. Um, thank you for the beautiful introduction. Yes, my name is Melissa Kent, and um, having directed Bernie and Rebecca has brought me to Edinburgh, Scotland for the very first time. Um, I've made my career thus far as a feature film editor. I've cut about 20 feature films. Um, some of my past credits include The Virgin Suicides, Crazy Beautiful, Four Christmases, and most recently, American Pastoral, which is Ewan McGregor's directorial debut and will be released in October. Can you tell us uh, more about Burn and Rebecca? It was, it's one of the, uh, the best films, I think, uh, shorts I, I saw in Edinburgh. It's a great film, but I want you to tell me uh, what attracted you to uh, direct this particular film and tell us a bit about the story. <laughs> Bernie and Rebecca is about a couple after a blind date who imagine a future life together, written by John F. Harris. I'm a Bernie, not a Bernard. You're probably the most beautiful woman I've ever met. And certainly the hottest woman who's ever been on a date with me before. I mean, I've been modeling since I was 15 years old. It's a tough world. It's never the right guy. I found the script by contacting screenplay competitions and asking to read their finalists. And as luck would have it, I found this beautiful story. John's concept was twofold. His one thought was that at the end of your life, perhaps on your deathbed, if, if you were to know how your choices would turn out with regard to who you marry and whether or not to have children, and if you knew that those choices would involve some pain and heartbreak, would you do it anyway? and we wanted to explore that idea in this story. I want someone who I can cherish. Someone who... To girled with? Exactly. I think I'm gonna really enjoy planning a wedding. <gasps> I don't want a rival for a wife. We should probably discuss the prenup. <laughs> After we get married. No. What? <laughs> The flip side of it, because it takes place on a blind date, is it, it's a couple imagining a future together. And it's not the angelic kids and white picket fence type of future, but although it involves love and intimacy, there's also some betrayal and mystery and heartache, which of course is part of life. What I liked about it is the focused narrative. You, you, you tell a life story in 15 minutes, and this is one of the qualities we've trying to teach and, and, and get our uh, medical students and junior doctors and perhaps even uh, professional qualified doctors to get that life story from, from the patient in a clinical encounter, being that in hospital or in a clinic. Tell us about the, uh, and, and with your background as an editor, how to get that story. How did you manage to get all this in 15 minutes? Mm -hmm. Well, it was very well written and I was attracted to to this piece because I knew it could showcase my ability to explore a lifetime of emotion 
in 15 minutes. And that's what is so unique about this particular story as this young couple imagines themselves dating, being married, becoming parents. And I won't give away too much more, but that was, that was what attracted me to it. Um, the script being words had them speaking about these things, um, but it could have just been a play. It could have been a one-act play sitting in an apartment having a 12-minute conversation. And cinematically, what I chose to bring to it was to illustrate with picture all of the scenes that they talk about. So when they imagine a future with children, I wanted to see a glimpse of that. Um, and when things start to go wrong, I wanted to see a glimpse of that. So uh, it had a lot of scope cinematically and visually for a story that essentially takes place in one room, and that's due to the power of imagination. It all goes by so fast. Good night, Bernie. It was nice meeting you. Okie dokie. We, we see the, those, uh, the two characters, Ben and Rebecca, talking about the future and them growing old. And this is, again, I'm a geriatrician and I work mostly with, with older people. You brilliantly demonstrated that uh, uh, life course in terms of people growing old and, and what happens when we all get older and the, uh, the, the difficulty, the midlife crisis, the, the bereavement and, and so forth. How did you portray that uh, and while you're so young? <laughs> Well, I have been married for 14 years, and I highly recommend marriage. It brings a massive amount of joy to my life. I don't have children, but I do have parents. And as an editor, I'd like to think that I can be empathetic with any situation. One thing that very much attracted me to this story is it does have an ambiguity. I don't want to give away the twist at the end, but uh, suffice to say that some people, having watched it, think that perhaps this is all not young people having imagination about the future, but in fact older people having memories about their first date. So, and I have even been asked if it takes place in heaven, and this is their past. So the great thing about filmmaking is you can bring your own meaning to it, and you can make your own decisions about what you think will happen with the characters, or perhaps because you have already seen all these scenes unfold, perhaps it already has happened. What was the future for the film? People, when they hear, uh, the audience, when they hear this interview, they would like to know where can they go and, and, and watch a beautiful film. Thank you. At this time, um, it is screening in festivals. Next is at Madrid, which starts on July 2nd. Uh, I don't have with me the exact date, but it is showing at an international film festival in Madrid. It will be in two festivals upcoming in California, one in Monrovia, one at Yosemite. Um, those are the ones I know of at this time. And then come January 1st, it will be online and you can just watch it on YouTube. Until then, we have to keep it password protected and that's just something that the festivals request. Fantastic, so, so there, there is an opportunity to watch the film in the new year for the, for the audience. Can I ask you, uh, Melissa, to tell me about uh, you mentioned a few films, but for a particularly uh, medical audience or ethicists, uh, um, which film would you recommend uh, from the films you made uh, that you'd recommend students and doctors to watch? Well, my most recent film that I edited that was in theaters is called The Age of Adeline, and it stars Blake Lively, Harrison Ford, and Ellen Burstyn. 
It is about a woman who looks like Blake Lively, who's 26 years old at the time, who through some magical circumstances stops aging, unbeknownst to her, until the day when her young daughter starts to look like her sister. So Adeline, the audience knows why she isn't aging, but Adeline herself does not. And while it may, it may seem attractive to live 105 years looking like the gorgeous Blake Lively and wearing beautiful clothes and living in a massively gorgeous apartment in San Francisco, um, it becomes a very lonely life because, of course, her maturity level and her memories and her social surroundings through the years don't relate well to people who want to know her. She is always being hit on by 30-year-old men and she doesn't feel like she has much in common and this is quite a long answer to say it's a it's a movie that really takes you on a fun entertaining journey through the decades and our challenge was to show the poignancy and the sadness and the loneliness that someone who doesn't age could potentially feel. Um, while I edited the movie, I had a quote on my wall that said, aging is a privilege, not everyone gets to do it. And the person who said that was Cameron Diaz. Adeline Bowman will henceforth be immune to the ravages of time. She will never age another day. I'd like to ask you a few questions, Miss Bowman. The next time we see each other, I'll have a new identity. I'll always be your mother, and I'll always be my daughter. Happy birthday, Mama. You look exactly like this old friend of mine. We were very close. Don't you miss having someone to love? It's not the same when there's no growing old together. Without that love is just heartbreak. That's fantastic film for me as a geriatrician. I think this is, you're throwing a fresh insight and light on aging and it's not the doom and gloom and it's not the demographic time bomb of older people, uh, you know, draining all the resources of, of any country. So, so I, I really relate to that and, and, and I would want, you know, the audience and the young uh, generations of doctors to embrace that notion. And, and, and specialize in geriatric medicine and, and care for older people. My own favorite, if I, if I might say from your films, is The Virgin Suicides. And uh, do, do you want to tell us just a few minutes about it? Yes, uh, that was Sofia Coppola's directorial debut. I had done a couple projects for her father, Francis Ford Coppola. Basically, my big break early, early in my career was to be co-editor on the Rainmaker, which was Matt Damon's first movie. And so that's how Sophia knew me. And it is based on a book by Jeffrey Eugenides. Um, your listeners are probably familiar with it, about five sisters. And it does take a tragic turn, but it is a very beautiful, ephemeral 70s period piece. Fantastic. Yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Sure. And, and if I may say, I would recommend uh, the audience to look out for all your films that you edited, and in particular, uh, your uh, current short film, Burning Rebecca, and the forthcoming one, uh, American Pastoral. We didn't talk about that, did we? We did not. American Pastoral is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Philip Roth. It is 
directed by Ewan McGregor, making his directorial debut. He is also the star, along with Jennifer Connelly and Dakota Fanning. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to have you here, Melissa, and I wish that you film the best of success in all the festivals and, and looking uh, forward to uh, share it with the uh, readers and the audience of Medical Humanities in the new year. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Nice to speak to you.